Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. is a habit what do we think what's everyone's opinion of what a habit is learn behavior that you do all the time natural behavior that like driving a car i guess you know it started off as something you learn and ultimately mm-hmm. it becomes something you do automatically yeah okay well, anyone else got any yeah. thoughts on it or build on it an unconscious thinking <laughs> an unconscious uh, kind of thing that you do on a regular basis without realizing because it's built into kind of a habit like without even thinking about it yeah and anyone else? <laughs> no? Okay, so I both of those answers are completely right. I think for me, I think sometimes it almost comes down to like ritual maybe. Like, so it's almost something that you just do naturally, like you said, but it doesn't necessarily happen naturally. You've almost built it into a ritual. So like, for example, you see football players and stuff. I know it's probably, for example, some they'll, they'll walk on the pitch and they'll hop on and then they'll do a hop and a skip and a little bit of a prayer. Um so that's also that would also be considered a habit. Um, so yeah, it's a good point. Um, so let's go moving on. So what? I do that just before I come to see you, Travis. What a little hop, skip, and a prayer. It's going to get worse. Yeah, that's it? right. Yeah, you're you're new, you're new. <laughs> I'm being nice at the moment. Um, <laughs> but good point. What's a good habit? So give me some examples. Exercise. Yeah, possibly. Structured meal times. Structured meal times, yeah. A good habit is uh, like a sense of reward. Mm. Maybe. We're going to park that. We'll break it down. I don't know if a sense of reward, you may get a sense of reward for a a good habit, but I don't know if that's necessarily a a habit as such. Um, It depends on what the reward is, right? Yeah, I think so. Like a a habit is an action effectively, so... But we're going to go into all of that. So, okay. And it, there's no right or wrong answer to this because for some people, exercise is a good habit and for some people, it's a bad habit because for some people, they'll use it as an escape from absolutely everything, which means they bury their head in the sand about certain things. So that's kind of the way we're looking at these. What about a bad habit? Who's got a bad habit here? I've got one. Me. Go on. I haven't got my camera on because I have my vape hand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Some people may say it's a not a bad habit, but again, we're going to come back to why that may be good or bad for someone else. Who else has got a bad habit? I don't want to out myself. Go on, little one. Just a small bad habit. I'm messy. Mm-hmm. Very, very messy. I tell you mine, when I get bored or I get stressed or a little bit anxious about something, I bite the skin around my nails or I pick. So that's a that would be considered a bad habit. So what? So when we're talking about good and bad habits, and Tam, you'll have been through this because I know it's in the start of the book. That's not necessarily a fair thing because they're all going to serve a purpose. All habits are done for a reason. So Andrea, you may vape because it may feel like to you that that releases some stress, or we go out and we drink. And we binge drink on a Saturday night because we're escaping from life and it's given us a form of escapism. So 
in argument's sake, you could say that's actually a really good habit because it's giving you some sense of normality. But then you could also say it's a bad habit because it's causing bad health in different ways. Kirsty, you mentioned obviously structured eating. Structured eating for you would be a good habit because it forces you to stay to it. But it also may be a bad habit to implement because it takes over your life where you can't then be flexible with Emily, say. So if we're thinking about habits in that way, where there's always a good and bad side to it, what is the power of having habits based on what we've already said and what we've discussed? Come on. What's the power of a habit? What's the benefit of having habits? You what they for? Think about it. Yeah, you don't have to think about it. It's a great, like, it. It's whether you want to do it or not, it's going to happen, right? It's it's something that you do. You'll be halfway through chewing your nail or halfway through puffing your vape or halfway through ordering a takeaway to comfort yourself because you've had a bad day. And then you'll go, what am I doing? And you kind of got there in autopilot. You know, like those car journeys where you drive somewhere and you arrive at your destination like hold on how many red lights did i go through how did i get there we've all done that right mm -hmm. yeah i've come sure. to uh i've i don't know if it might be jumping the gun but i've come to the point in the book where if you voice your habits that you think are a bad habit you kind yeah. of kick the habit a little bit more so say if you want to lose weight you then voice what it's basically saying is you then voice saying uh i'm about to have another cookie and then you instantly think, well, that's not a good habit because I'm on a diet. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to keep fit. So that's kind of a way of breaking the habit. I guess you then yeah. make it conscious, right? Yeah. Rather than unconscious. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So, Tam, you're absolutely right. And also, what is it? It's almost a form of accountability to yourself, isn't it? Because how often do we yeah. go by with subconscious thoughts? And then, like, say, yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're like, oh, shit. I've just done that or I've just done this, but really you never, that was never really your intention. Um, so yeah, voicing it like, so you've not really jumped the gun because it's, it's not mentioned. Um, we'll talk about it in more detail as an open discussion, but yeah, absolutely. So you're making it conscious, you're making it structured and that's a way that you can use a habit or, or kind of stop a habit in its tracks, but you're not always going to be present enough in the moment to do that. Mm. So well, yeah, you've kind of answered it. What other ways do you think you could get rid of what we consider bad habits? So how else could we do it? We used a bit of a word earlier that, that may come into play here. Can you ask somebody else to call you out on them? Because somebody else might notice them more than you would if they're unconscious. Right. That's why I'm here. So that's a great shout. It's accountability, isn't it? It's about getting someone to effectively hold you to account on changing some of your habits. Because there's none of you in this group, or none. Of, I know there's only a few of us on the call tonight, which is a shame. But um, out of that Facebook group, there's not a single person we haven't addressed some form of habit with, or will not address some form of habit. So yeah, not only being conscious yourself, but also getting us, someone else, a friend, a partner, uh, someone in the office or whatever, to hold you to account. I know when I wander over to that vending machine, Steph raises her voice at me. She's like, uh, "We doing?" Because I know it's a bad <laughs> habit that I use when I just want convenience food because I've not prepped well enough. So, yeah, no, absolutely. What else could there be? So there's a word that I'm Writing thinking of. Yeah. So, again, self-awareness. What about, what about if you kind of understand why you're doing it? Can we, can we get rid of habits or can we change habits, do we think? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, just, it's learned behaviour, isn't it? So 
Yeah, and for sure. It comes back to the thing that you did about habit stacking. Yes, habit stacking. Yeah, for sure. That's that's one of my favourite things. I think I personally think, and we'll we'll talk again, we'll go into it in a little bit, but I don't necessarily think we can get rid of habits. I think we change our habits. So, for example, some people comfort eat. We can possibly change their habits into then going for a walk instead or instead of grabbing to the cupboard, getting them to do five minutes of meditation. I think... I think the habit patterns and the habit stacks will will basically always exist for a long period of time. But I think the process of it's a process of changing habits as opposed to getting rid of them potentially. It's obviously not factual. This is like this is practice. This is thought process and just something for you to think about. How do you create good habits? So let's say we've created a good habit of going to the gym, tracking our calories and we're losing fat. How did we create that and how do we maintain that? Don't they say something about it takes like 21 days to create a habit or something? I think, yeah, I, I think it's a really random number. Right? Yeah, I think it is. Tw- I think it is 21, actually, now you say it. But what did we do to get to 21 days? Did the same thing consciously every day until it becomes unconscious. Con- conscious daily actions, right? Like you said, you. I think, Andrea, you said about driving a car. When you first got in your manual car, and it was completely alien when you were first driving and now you get in it and like say you still end up somewhere and wonder how you've got there. Just autopilot with even out a new car of auto- automatic. Um, how does it make us feel when we've created good habits? Good, 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 adrenaline. good sense of feeling. Yeah, good. Good feeling. Positivity. So what does that encourage us to do? More of it. Carry on. Yeah, right. So it gives you a what? Again, that word came up earlier. It gives you a sense of reward. It's a reward. Like sometimes we go to the gym when we don't want. Oh, so we could put hands up, but a couple of cameras off. When you don't want to go to the gym and you've been to the gym and you have a really good session and you feel great for it, you never moan about it, do you? You're always like, oh, I didn't really want to do that, but I'm so glad I did that because you feel better. You've got that sense of achievement. You've got that sense of reward for maintaining that habit, which in turn builds momentum and encourages that habit. We do the same thing with a bad habit. It's the same cycle. We start doing something probably consciously. And then over time, it becomes unconscious. And we do it at the same thing because in our mind, it's creating a reward. And it's effectively giving us a dopamine hit, which makes us feel happy. So this is the habit loop. (laughs) Yeah, I knew you'd chuckle. So Kirsty, this is what I was talking to you about where we need to come from here. So who's seen or heard of the habit loop before? I've seen this in a book somewhere. James Clear Atomic Habits? I've seen it in that book. You have, yeah. This is what this kind of calls based on. It's one of the best best books I've ever read and listened to and then seen in like a PowerPoint format. Three times I've taken this book in. And I think it's so, so important to managing habits and using the power of habits to support you, but also using the power of habits to break bad habits. So... We're going to go into each one, but we've got cue, craving, response and reward. So we've got four stages of each thing. So let's go back to biting the nails. All right. Let's give an example. So my response in a moment is that I'm going to bite my nails, which means I've already been through two stages. Cue and craving. So what could my cue be? I think I mentioned it already. What would my cue be that makes me bite my nails? Stress. So my craving, I'm looking for some sort of release in some manner. I'm looking for something that's going to make me feel good. So it might be I've got a little bit of rough skin on my finger 
And when I've got rid of that, it will make me feel better. Like, because it will like be my nails have groomed or whatever. So then my response is to bite the nail. And the reward is that I feel like I've achieved something and I've, I've tidied up my skin, say. So does that sound like a bad habit if it's given me that pickup? No. No. It's, it, when we've got to the end result at the time, I've done that for a reason. So it's not a bad habit. Actually, it's not positive and it doesn't enrich my life. And actually, my skin stays dry with bits all over it all the time because I always do it. So there's a negative in that as well. So let's talk about then who's vulnerable who wants to be vulnerable i don't mind cool so jazz and i'm going to make you a little bit vulnerable because i've got an example that you can answer okay so you can tell me to do one if you like but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna air you out but you can do it if you want so you go out at the last couple of weeks you've been going out a little bit more and drinking right like not not alcoholic but just going out with your friends and drinking Uh uh-huh why have you been doing that to escape to escape from some fam, like just a bit of a family feud, right? Yeah. So that's Jazzy. And just to make me feel like, I don't know, like I'm loved or something. <laughs> we love you, Jazz. <laughs> um, but so Jazzy's, Jazzy's cue is effectively unsettledness and argument and stress. So she's craving, as she's just said, love, companionship and someone there for support, right? So her response has been that she's been going out for drinks with her friends but she knows deep down really that's not helping her in her long-term fitness goals and her health goals but actually again her reward is that she's getting a dopamine hit she's getting the support the love and the settle and the the stability that she needs so her going out and drinking too much which is a negative to her fitness journey is not a negative in that situation so that's one habit but actually if we flip this and we take jazz's same cue of stress on instability and feeling that kind of way she's craving a bit of love and a bit of support and a bit of feel-good feeling another response for jazz could be getting her friends come to the gym with her so she's got a friend with her she's got a bit of camaraderie she can go to the gym she's going to get some achievements she's got some socializing and she's in a place where deep down actually she's really comfortable and what reward is she going to get she's going to get achievement she's going to get success she's going to get the dopamine hit she's going to get the endorphins so the cue is the same, the craving is the same, and the reward is the same. All we've managed to change, just in this example, is response. So the habits that we have will always exist. We only change the response. Does that make sense? And I kind of did that as well, because I did go out for a run yesterday with my friend. Absolutely. So I have yeah, made absolutely. changes. And then you listed it in your wins this, this, uh, this morning. So you've listed it in your wins this afternoon. You said it's like the best ever. It's like that you've done over your cardio. So do you see you've had that same, that same reward, if not better, and the rewards lasted longer than when you did maybe a response that you didn't want? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like understanding why we do these things is the only way we're going to understand how to change them. So if you constantly outrun your problems, it's just a big thing for a lot of like runners and stuff. We go out and we run away from our problems we've still got those problems causing that cue and then the craving that we're looking for is we're looking for a dopamine hit we're looking for an endorphin rush and we're looking for a sense of achievement and that's going to keep us happy and it but luckily when if it's a running thing it's going to give us the the long-term benefits rather than taking us away unfortunately most things that give us the long-term uh gratification don't necessarily always give us a short-term gratification who else has got something that they do 
and actually understand the cue for it? Who does a habit but knows their cue? Go on. Jazz, Jazz has done one. I've done one. This is a really stupid one, right? And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but... Um, Go on. <laughs> and again, it comes back to the vaping. So every time I vape, I then have water afterwards. Uh, interesting, yeah. So that's not a bad habit, but it's a cue. So what is your craving? Why, the why vape is the craving, I think. And I think, back to your point, I think you vape. Well, I vape, so I don't smoke. Um, but... Okay, so let's talk about, let's go back a step with the vaping. Mm -hmm. Why do you pick your vape up? I want to say because it's habit, but that's the whole point, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think because it gives me a break in what I'm doing. Mm. Like if when you're working and stuff like that or concentrating on something. Yeah. Yeah. So, So your cue then potentially is splitting up your work times or or effectively taking a little rest it's like so your cue is effectively work is actually causing you to vape more so if i took your vape off you in work all day you'd probably crave it massively but if i took it off you when you was on the beach or something or you was occupied or whatever with something else potentially that craving goes away yeah so i was just thinking about i was also just thinking about um so often, I don't know if anybody else does this, but if I'm procrastinating about something I really don't want to do, that's the point at which I'll go to the cupboard and find the crap food. And I'm eating, not because I'm hungry, but because I'm procrastinating about whatever it is I'm going to do. Yeah, for sure. Kirsty, are you listening? Are you still there? Of course, I want, I'm Yes, I want you to... with that one. <laughs> because I think you're, we spoke about yours, and this is 99% of anyone that's been overweight, you've done this. Like, no doubt in my mind, if you've been overweight or you are overweight or whatever, you have done this with food. When we eat our favourite foods, how do we feel? At the time, really good. But then afterwards, yeah. I don't, well, depending on what your favourite food is, right? I mean, yeah. My favourite food is not lettuce. Um, instant regret for me. <laughs> but when you're actually eating it, do you feel instant regret? Yeah. No, uh, as soon no, as I take one bite. Yes, no, I do. as I'm soon like, as no. you finish. Okay, for instance, a pizza, one slice, I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Do you know what I mean? So then do you stop after one slice? Do I fuck? No. Yeah, well then. So, <laughs> it, but, but it's a good conversation. This is exactly what we're talking about. So then in terms of that then, right, so pizza is my favourite food. So what do we feel? We feel good. So except from Jazz, who has instant regret, and I don't have it until about halfway through the pizza, I feel really good. I feel really happy and I feel really positive and I feel really energetic and I've rewarded myself, you know. You know what? I do this all the time and I'm going to have this food and it's going to make me feel good. Yeah, and then about half an hour later, I'm filled with regret. But because something makes me feel good and gives me an instant kick, that means I'm going to have a cue that's always going to make me want to do that, like to have that craving, right? So that cue could be just a bad mood. Again, it could be stress. It could be bad news. It could be disappointment. It could be, it could be that I argue with Beth, and therefore I'm stressed and I'm anxious and I'm upset, and my mood is low. So I'm craving. I'm not craving pizza. I'm not craving carbs. I'm not craving ice cream. I'm craving an instant hit of dopamine and happiness. And I know my very quick, easy response to that is if I have a pizza, I know I'm going to feel good because I've felt good in the past. That reward brings a happiness, which means that the next time I feel down, I'm going to do the same thing over and over again. 
So again, we're still talking about changing the response because the cues and the cravings we can't get rid of and we always want the reward. That's my ice cream cone the other day after my laser eye surgery. <laughs> yeah. So you was a little bit down. Obviously, you're walking around your house basically with a big white stick because you can't see. You can't make good food. You can't get out. You can't do this. So you're like, oh, I need to pick me up. So you've gone in for the ice cream early doors. Now, we use ice cream for you to close the kitchen, but you've completely broken all the habits that we had because you needed that instant dopamine. So the ice cream isn't the devil, but your response technically is. Yeah. So what I've done is I've just put this. So our cues. So our cues that could be our time, who comes home from work or has come home from work. And I particularly did this as a kid and then gone on to raid the cupboard just because they're finished. Yeah. Yeah. No, mine's more the wine cupboard, the wine fridge. Right. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm with you. Actually. Yeah. Much more the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. But note, <laughs> but but note how we've all got the same cue and craving. It's not the re the response of what we're using for. Is not actually that important. It's the cue and the craving. Why do you think you do that? So, Jazz, I I could I could tell you why you do it, whether you know it or not. Um, Go on, then, but why me. do you think? Why do you, we'll come back to it, but why do you think you do that? So why do we think we raid the wine cupboard or the food cupboard when we come in from work? What are we trying to do? Um, because because I hate work and I want to feel a little bit better. Like I want to feel relaxed. Close. I, wanna, I don't know. Close. I don't know, would, you tell me. I would kind of agree with that, actually, because I tell you what, I don't know about you, but when it gets to like five o'clock on a Friday night, I think, and I, and I get the first glass of wine, and it's almost like you can breathe a sigh of relief. Mm. yeah so it's what like, do you think you're like craving closing, it's like closing the fridge but it's closing the door on work it's like a a time cue of okay that that's work and that's finished and i'm now free yeah it's like it's you're like, compartmentalizing and moving it yeah. over yeah so the word is transition so you're trying to transition from work to life to fun because maybe you don't necessarily I don't know. You maybe don't necessarily like your life when it's surrounded by that work side. So you're trying to transition from A to B. So what you're doing mm -hmm. there is if you went on holiday from your office on Friday. Mo well, that's a really bad example because most people get alcohol in the airport because it's part of holiday, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. I'm waiting for this. <laughs> yeah. But, but actually, if we had a different reward, you wouldn't necessarily go for the wine or the food because you'd have a different way to transition. To be fair, so, I don't do that anymore. No, that, but that's bef my path. But bef but that's where it comes from, right? So we do change it. Location, location is important, right? Another example: you all have that friend or that family member whose fridge is absolutely stocked. So and you'll see it and you'll want it, so you'll just have it. Preceding events, emotion, other people, jazz, others for you particularly important. Me and Jazz have done two sessions a week for a long time, by the way. I know her life inside out. That's why I pick on her. But Jazz does this as well. Like, if I was out with Jazz, she wouldn't do a lot of the things that she does in terms of her health and fitness than she does with her friends or past friends because they also impact your cues and your cravings or what they're trying to give you, make you do, right? Mm -hmm. All because she thinks that she shouldn't do it in front of you because you're a PT. Right, so then that's me being holding her accountable and making herself aware of those habits, right, and the cues. So then yeah. it, so you're absolutely spot on. It's another way of stopping the habit loop working against you and actually then it transitions into the cue that her coach is next to her so she's not going to do something that perhaps she in her mind shouldn't do 
So yeah, so you're basically we've all got to spend 24 hours with you, Travis. <laughs> yeah, basically I need to buy a mansion and just do like 12 week retreats. Yeah, and you'll be all right. <laughs> um, so what do we crave? So I've put food, drink, drugs, space and escape. Like as in an escapism. Drugs. Do we think that's right? Wow. Who does drugs in this place? Charles, you could argue that my drug, right? And monsters <laughs> and caffeine and coffee, cigarettes, any of it. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like I'm calling us all druggies, but we, well, I mean, fucking me and you, Jazz, we, we could own Monster by now. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> so, but do we think this is right? Do we think this is actually what we crave? Do we crave food? No, it just, well, I, I think okay. escape is probably the closest. It's escaping whatever mm. you're trying to get away from. It's escape, it's comfort, it's happiness, it's warmth, it's dopamine, it's pick me up. It's not food and drink or drugs. It's just that that gives us the instant hit. I know for a fact that 90% of the time I'm reaching for a monster, I'm not getting much of a caffeine hit or a pick-me-up. It's a comfort because in my head, it does give me a pick-me-up. So I'm, I'm chasing that feeling and chasing that escape. So you're craving understanding that the food that you're about to reach isn't what your body or your habit or your mind is craving. You're actually craving the win or the comfort or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Good. And then your response is quite literally your action. What do you do? How do you respond? So the next time you have a cue and a craving, I want you to stop yourself in your tracks. I want you to do what Tam said. I want you to voice it out. And then I want to see how what you do and how you respond. Chances are, by the way, if you say and you go, you've got this cue, and then you say, right, the cue is I've just finished work. Oh, I'm, I'm dying for a bottle of wine. And you say that out loud and you say to your partner, I've just finished work and I really want a bottle of wine. And you say it out loud. If you still want it, the chances are you probably should just have it. But I guarantee it puts a limiting factor on what you consume from it. Oh. And then again, the reward, the dopamine hit, the freedom its how you feel. And we can replicate that from almost anything else. If I like I said, to, I said to Kirsty earlier with the ice cream situation, if at that time where she reached the ice cream, if I'd have walked into her front door at that time, taken the ice cream off her and given her five grand, the dopamine of receiving that money would have been a lot more than the ice cream. So it wasn't the ice cream that she wanted. It was the dopamine, it was the happiness, it was the comfort. I've said that a hundred times tonight because I need it to go in so that you are in control of the actions you take that actually have a long-term negative impact on your nutrition, health, fitness, lifestyle. And you start thinking about the things that have the long-term success and, and kind of try and forget about the short-term wins. So there's no such thing. And I, yeah, I kind of wanted to leave you this. We're running out of time. These are capped for a reason. There's no such thing as self-sabotage. There's only solutions to problems. So all those negative habits we've spoken about today, we could break them down on how, they, how we think in our mind. They're giving us a positive impact. We now need to change the response that we take to give us the positive impact. No, did it twice. Look at me go. And then I've just left it with this. So if you haven't read it or you haven't listened to it or you haven't seen it in any other form, I hugely, strongly, desperately recommend this book, Atomic Habits. It's an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. If you want to invest, he's even got a course, um, James Clear. It is wonderful. Um, if you've listened to it before, it's so much better the second time. If you've read it before, it's so much better the second time. All right. Does anyone have any questions or anything to add over the next three minutes and 15 seconds?
regarding <laughs> the uh, the book, Trav, um, I'll send it to you if you want. If you want to send it out to everyone, I've got a copy of it. What like online copy? Yeah, yeah, I've got. Uh, I downloaded. Um, I downloaded a PDF copy so I can send it to you to send to people. Oh, wonderful! We'll do that. It's definitely like stealing and stuff, but um, yeah, send it to me oh, and I will. Um, <laughs> I haven't got the audio book. If you if you can get no, the audio book, that'd be awesome. But I don't like to do it because it's through Audible, but I would recommend it. Um, once you've listened to it, I definitely would recommend it. Um, but yeah, send it over oh, to me, I'll mate. Send you and, a um, I'll I'll put the link and I'll put it on the education hub for everyone. I'll get everyone to access it. All right. Um, I actually have cool. it, but I've not read it not yet. Not from me. So mate get don't get me get in trouble yours. not from me no it's all right i'll say some jazz because she's got it um but no make sure you um definitely make sure you make some time to read it whether it's on holiday or whatever that's why i listen to it because if i'm honest i'm not going to sit down and read it because i'll just get distracted so that's why i always listen to it um i think it's probably one of those ones that's very good to listen to as well because you can do it when you're walking and stuff like that and from next week, it's looking very likely this call will be moving to 7pm onwards, just so we can get a few more people on it, but we'll confirm, because I know it's a little bit late. Um, let me stop that recording now. I can't. Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please make sure you drop a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe, because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast, one a week. Uh, and again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks, and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends.